From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hello, everybody. This is San Francisco Dam. I'm Dee Dee LaFrac coming to you from the east side of San Francisco called the Tenderloin. I am not talking about steak. I call this district Little Hell's Kitchen. How are you doing? It is Tuesday, January 12th, 2021 in San Francisco. A gray day. I am so used to this sort of weather. I like it. I'm from Wisconsin originally, so this type of weather is good. Hey, everybody around the world, 36 countries and counting. Appreciate you being here. So today's short Kvetchathon, short is under 15 minutes. I am talking about Bohemia Farm. Bohemia Farm. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. Apologies to George Orwell and his book Animal Farm, which was a allegory about politics. San Francisco used to be Bohemia Farm for me. I am a lifelong artist. I was a childhood satirist, a childhood cartoonist. I was weaned on Mad Magazine when I was four and a half. Thank goodness. Um, My mom was busy, see? She and my father divorced when I was around that age. So I got to do a lot of reading off curriculum. Actually, if... I was uh, around that age now. I would probably be one of those kids all up on the internet, which is sort of dangerous for kids, but books and comic books were my friends. Anyway, babies, if you didn't know, I am a black woman biologically born without a penis. Yeah, that's right. I know everybody's proud of having a penis. Well, I was not born with one. (laughs) And I have lived in San Francisco for 30 plus years. Anywho, I gave you a little bit about my background to let you know that I am a lifelong artist and I basically came out to San Francisco to create all the art I wanted. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin at that time, uh, I would get dissed for wearing plaids and polka dot together. I'm serious. This was the new wave era. Uh, It was a lot of conformity, especially for black women like me or black girls as I was at that time. And I would get, like, these Negroes. Yeah, I used the N-word, Negro. That's the N-word I used. They were like, oh, my God, they were coming for me because they saw I was nonconformist as I remain. I digress. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No namby-pamby permission necessary. When I first came out to San Francisco, I came with two friends, and they both eventually left. One up and ran after a couple months. He couldn't deal with it. The other, uh, we were roommates. I came back. She basically abandoned me. She, like, I came back and she left a note. I can't, I can't handle it. So there I am, this young girl from Wisconsin in a city 
by myself with no friends, people. I had no friends here, so I created a life for myself. I am a plucky girl, <laughs> calling myself a girl. I'm uh, reliving that time. What really helped give me um, assertive training besides reading Dale Carnegie back in Milwaukee, I uh, was weaned on Mad Magazine. Now, Mad Magazine is a bunch of New York Jews at that time. And I had to come to the realization that um, that had a lot to do with my personality, reading all those mad magazines written by New York liberal Jews who were very assertive. So I had my assertive training from Mad Magazine and Dale Carnegie. So it was kind of easy for me to live a life here in San Francisco. One, I was assertive. Two, I was pen thin, thin as a string bean. Pretty young girls, I'm sorry, You everybody could talk about curves, obesity enabling. Skinny young girls will always win. I'm sorry, if you're skinny and you're a young girl and you have some kind of prettiness, you're going to be winning unless you, like, trip yourself up. And I also had read a book. Uh, it was called The Power of Beauty when, when I was in San Francisco as a young girl. Uh, by Nancy Friday. So it, I, I sort of exploited my own beauty. I didn't let anybody exploit me as a young, uh, skinny, pretty girl. I never did sex work. Nope. Um, and congratulations to those who did so. I knew it wouldn't work for me, but I, I exploited my beauty. I did. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. So, I was able to make a living making art. Back then, you could do that. My first apartment that I lived in solo, I check this out, people, was 57 Taylor. Now, those of you who live in San Francisco, you know 57 Taylor's on Taylor Street. I think that's between Turk and uh, Market. Oh, my God. It was like a little shoebox studio apartment. I got out of there really fast. Um, but I did what I could. My my first job, it was it was hard finding a job. I really struggled. Um, I'm surprised it didn't break me cause, because my friends went back to Milwaukee. I was in the beauty industry. Like I said, I manipulated my beauty. I used my beauty. I, I got jobs in the beauty industry as a makeup artist. I worked for all of the major cosmetic lines. Uh, professional makeup artist. I did weddings. I ended up managing a cosmetic store back in the day. It was called I Natural Cosmetics. It was at the 50 Post Street Galleria. And while I was in the beauty industry, I was also doing open mic poetry. And through the and I became queen of the open mic poetry scene. San Francisco was a total bohemian farm. Everywhere you went, it was the city was a it was like buzzing with art. And from open mic poetry, I started a band. I had a boyfriend at the time who was a bicycle messenger, so we started a bicycle messenger band called the Hot Combs. A hot comb is an appliance that you heat on the stove. It was uh, created by a black woman and you straighten black hair with it. 
if it was satirically named, the hot comb. It was sort of like the White Stripes, a very uh, conceptual, minimalistic band. I sang, I wrote the songs and the rhythm. My boyfriend played the guitar, sort of like he loved Keith Richards and uh, Joe Strummer from The Clash. And we would sometimes have another bicycle messenger sit in playing an upside-down five-gallon drum. <laughs> I would sing off key, but I looked gorgeous. Little Diana Ross 1960s dresses, little silver Edie Cedric mini skirts, uh, heavy eyelashes, little sparkly uh, fishnet hose, everything sparkle, sparkle, glitter, glitter. 1960s. I was heavy on the 1960s style. And that was a gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful. It was breathtaking how much art was in San Francisco at that time. So everybody, I wanted to give you just a little bit of a backstory about the type of art that I did. Now that is at the beginning of my arts career in San Francisco. There is so much more to come. However, you know how we do it here. We're keeping it tidy. Make sure to subscribe and at Apple, please comment review this podcast, and I suggest do what I did. I went to Spotify, and I just randomly started listening to San Francisco. Damn, my goodness, I have a lot of shows. Over 350. Very interesting. I, I was listening to them objectively. Sure, it's, it's a funky show. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And, and I am not narcissistic because if I was narcissistic, you guys would see, be seeing photos of me all over the place. Anyway, thank you for listening. I love you. Guess what? I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist, bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.